In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the seventh week of Easter. Today being the second day of June, 2022. Beloved children of God, let us call upon the Spirit of God, the source of all peace and holiness to come dwell in us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear friends in Christ, the title of my homily today is Jesus Christ, our uniting force. Jesus Christ, our uniting force. Put in another way round, Jesus is the uniting force of Christianity. Jesus Christ is the force that unites us as Christians. The very first reading today is taken from the Acts of Apostles, chapter 22, verse 30, and chapter 23, verse 6 to verse 11. And the Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to John, chapter 17, from verse 20 to verse 26. In the Gospel today, Jesus continued his prayers for the unity of all believers in him. Today, he goes beyond just praying for the immediate disciples of his, to praying for all who will believe through his immediate disciples that he is a Christ. He prayed that they too may be one with him as uh, and with one another. As he is in God the Father and God the Father is in him, so too they should be in him and he in them. By this way, their joy will be full. Why would Jesus be making such prayers? And why would these prayers, the unity of the Christian people, be premixed on the fact of having Jesus on the believers or Christians and they in Jesus? One, Jesus has already given a condition, a model of the unity for which he prays. The model is the unity that exists between the triune God, the three persons of the triune God. The kind of unity that keeps them as one, undivided. One in essence, one in nature, yet three persons in one God. He also made it clear that the basic foundation for this union or this unity, this undivided unity, is the fact that he is in God the Father and God the Father is in him. And the binding force for this undivided or indivisible unity is the person of the Holy Spirit. He is the binding agent, the binding force that keeps the triune God together as one. We too must recognize that in Christ we are one. Christ Jesus is the foundation of the Christian unity for which he prayed. He is the sustenance for that unity. 
He is the ultimate end for that unity. Until we understand this and begin to locate our unity in Him, we will not have true unity. But the moment we are able to understand this and begin to build ourselves in Christ Jesus as the foundation of our unity, and begin to have Him as the cord, the bond of unity binding us together, and allow Him to moderate our lives, and allow Him to sustain this unity. That is the only time we can have true Christian unity in the world. As long as we continue, as we've always done, to build our unity on the foundation of culture, of tribe, of ethnicity, of denomination, of color, of race, of region, of continent, of a country, and of nations, and what have you. As long as we continue to build our Christian unity on the grounds and the foundations of class, of qualifications, of merits, as long as we continue to build the foundation of our unity on possessions, on professions, dear children of God, the unity for which Christ prayed will continue to elude us. Our unity is in Christ. He is the uniting force that binds us together. Not our colors. Not our cultures. Not our ethnic backgrounds. Not our denominations. These are very important. But they are only the platforms that brings us into Christ Jesus. Every tribe. Every culture. Every race has the right to the life of the person of Christ Jesus. Every denomination, every religious body, have the right to assess the person of Jesus Christ. And if we all, who profess faith in Jesus Christ, can live according to the mindset of Christ, then we will be living in unity, indivisible unity. Because the unity for which Christ prayed goes beyond just nominal unity. It goes beyond just a unity that is based on them. They are Christians. No. It's not a unity that is just uh, based on the fact that we are all Christians. We are all believers. It is a unity that is founded in the heart. It is a unity that is conditioned or colors our mentality. Colors our worldview. Colors our belief system. Colors our value system. Colors our priority, our scale of priority. We must have the mind of Christ to be able to live in this kind of unity for which Christ prayed. St. Paul understood this very principle and he took good advantage of it in the first reading today. Though the Jews were united as a nation, as a people, as a race, people of the same descent, People of the same cultural heritage. People of the same um, ethnicity. But they were not united in the principles of their religion. They were not united in the God of Judaism. And that is why he could see the crack. The line of divide between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And he took advantage of that. And asserted himself as a member of uh, the Pharisaic family. And they stood by him and eventually defended him. 
Even though together with the Sadducees, they gather to judge him and to condemn him. But because their oneness is not of God, they could be divided. Can it be that the division we see among Christians today, divisions we see among families today, as a result that the unity we claim are not of God is not of God? Have you asked yourself, why are Christian families so divided today? Why are Christian communities so divided today? Why are Christian dominated political parties so divided today? Why are groups predominantly Christians so dominated today? Prayer groups, professional bodies, different establishments, simply because the force of unity keeping them together is not Christ Jesus. The moment we allow Christ Jesus to become the force of unity binding us together, we are able to drop our selfish interest, our personal mentalities, our cultural biases, our ethnic biases, our denominational biases. We will be able to drop all of them at the foot of Jesus Christ, the uniting force of all Christians, and allow him to garnish us with his own wisdom and understanding, and to inspire us in being united with one another despite our differences. Because we don't have Christ as the force of unity, we betray one another, we sell out one another, we go out, out, go out after anything that can satisfy our selfish interests. For many today, the force of unity is money. For many today, the force of unity is wealth. For many today, the force of unity is political ambition. For many today, the force of unity for them is fame and popularity. For some, it is beauty. For some, it is academic excellence. For some, it is qualifications. Dear child of God, all of this, because they are, even though they are not evil in themselves, but because they are outside of Christ, they continue to divide the body of Christ. The disciples of Christ, those who believe in Christ, because we prioritize all of this over and above the person of Christ. Let us therefore place Christ as the number one thing that binds us together and let us submit and subject every other ambition, every other pursuit, every other thing we do, even our righteousness to this oneness in Christ, allowing Christ to be our force of unity, the source of the sustenance of our unity and the ultimate end of our unity, remembering that all of us are sojourners, we are pilgrims journeying through the earth to get reunited with Christ Jesus. At the end of time, let us therefore have that in view and begin to work more, you know, earnestly for the unity of all believers in Christ so that the prayers for which Christ, the, the, the prayer Jesus made today for us, his believers, may come to pass so that as people united in Christ, we may transform the world for good, for divided we fall. But united in Christ, we stand. May Christ continue to stand and unite us as our principle and our force of unity so that the prayer for which he, he, he made, the prayer he made for us will come to pass through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers always. And please do kindly keep to the beginning of the month, nine days intensive prayers and novena, which we started yesterday already. Pray with the book of Numbers chapter 31 from verse 48 to verse 54 in Psalms 23, 60 and 127. God grant all the requests you make of him in the course of this beginning of the month prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is well with you.